Leo Routon's one of the best in the business, our TSN Raptors analyst. Leo, pleasure to have you on again, man. How are you? I'm great, Andy. How's your summer going? It's going very well. Very, man, exciting. Like this, when the news happened, LeBron James came, and we knew it was a possibility that he was going to leave the East. But when it happened, after you got over that shock, then it was, wow, the East just became really interesting, Leo. I think like everyone's talking about the West, but the, the, the potential for actual competitive balance in the Eastern Conference has arrived. Like, how did you feel when LeBron went, and what do you think that means to the East? Well, certainly, you know, for all Raptor fans, that's relief. Uh, for yeah. whatever reason, you know, LeBron James was was somebody nobody, nobody and the Raptors just couldn't deal with. So uh, it really does open everything up in the Eastern Conference. And, you know, you're going to hear it's going to be a lot like last year. You're going to hear about Boston and you're going to hear about Philadelphia. You're not going to hear a lot about Toronto. Uh, and last year the Raptors finished first. And if not for Cleveland, it would have been – you know, I, I think a great playoff series uh, against any of those other teams. So, you know, the Raptors are going to be in that position again where, you know, they have an excellent team. I'm sure Masai is going to do some tweaking between now and uh, the season and even during the season. But, you know, they have a great opportunity to, to make some noise just like last year and, and maybe even go even further. So, Leo, with Nick Nurse taking over, it's a new-ish voice, but it's still somebody familiar to the players. And with the success they've had, is that a benefit? Because you're not truly getting a new set of ideas that none of these players have, have heard or anything, but Nurse steps up, but you're still being able to get, keep that continuity, which can be important. Is that a, a, a plus or, or a minus to you? No, I think the continuity is, is very important, and you know it, it eliminates the learning curve. I mean, if you yeah. bring in somebody that's totally unfamiliar with the situation, uh, there's a learning curve as far as relationships, who does what, you know, who's comfortable with what, and so forth. And you know, when people say with Nick, well, it's, it's kind of the same thing. It really isn't. Uh, you got to remember, Dwayne Casey was still the head coach, and as long mm-hmm. as the head coach is is there, he's going to dictate what happens, how much he's going to allow you to do. Uh, and from talking to people within the organization, they feel that with Nick Nurse, they're going to get a lot more in-depth as far as the offense goes. They're going to be uh, just really expand a lot of things that they're trying to do offensively. Um, and, and so he had, he had limitations as far as how far he could go as an assistant coach. And I, I think he's got great relationships with the players. He understands you know, what everybody's strength is, and he's going to use that to his advantage. So uh, you know, I, I, obviously Dwayne Casey did an amazing job, and uh, replacing him is going to be very, very difficult. But I think Nick's in a good position uh, to step forward for this organization. And Leo, with LeBron gone, not that the organization was using it as an excuse, but the fan base and underlying, you could use that. Hey, nobody beats LeBron. He always gets there, so it's just to try to avoid him for as long as possible. Now that's gone, what does that do to expectations for this team going into this season with LeBron gone. And, again, you have very good teams, but there's not that LeBron factor anymore. Yeah, I, I still think people are going to, you know, not give the Raptors enough credit, and they're going to go under the radar a little bit, which to me is just fine. If you want to sleep on this team, uh, that's okay. There's less pressure going into the season. Everybody's going to be talking about the Boston Celtics getting Kyrie and Hayward back, and, you know, who knows what they're going to do as far as moves on with any of those guys. Uh, going forward. And then Philadelphia, you know, they've lost a few guys, but they've also reloaded a little bit. It's still, you know, your stars are still young. Uh, Washington has made some moves and Milwaukee. So, you know, the East is going to be pretty balanced. At least the top half of the East is going to be pretty balanced. 
is going to be very competitive. Uh, but again, I think a lot of people are going to sleep on the Raptors, and and you know they're, they're a very good team. They're first first place in Eastern Conference, and just the fact that you know I don't even look at it as an excuse; it's just a reality. I mean, I, the last player, the last team I wanted to see was Cleveland, and this is from the beginning of the year when everybody was talking about, hey, Cleveland's in chaos, Cleveland's this, Cleveland's that. I don't care what anybody was saying. I did not want to see LeBron or Cleveland in the playoffs. And unfortunately, the Raptors had him second round. So mm-hmm. uh, had they not, uh, I, I, regardless of who they played, I was pretty confident they could have gone to the Eastern Conference Finals. So uh, now they're going to have that opportunity. So the uh, big question is, you know, how they tweak and, and staying healthy. That's always a big one. In conversation with Leo Routens, our TSN Raptors analyst on Twitter, at Leo Routens. So, Leo, that's where I wanted to go next. What do the Raptors do? Because we know they're not in a position to go super team, right? Kawhi Leonard's not coming. You're not building a Golden State or or whatever situation here. Raptors are built more like a complete team. So what do you feel they have to do? And if you want to say specific players, good. If, if not, just, just areas where they can take a noticeable step forward. Because Masai Ujiri also said, everybody's available. I just worry if you move out a JV or a Lowry, like what can you get back really that's going to push you over that hump and get you further in the playoffs than we've been before? Well, that's a great point, you know, because you hear a lot of people say, okay, you know, move, you know, move DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, for what? Well, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, you can, you can talk about, you know, the playoffs and, and really think about it. His, his setback in the playoffs really was against LeBron and, and the Cavaliers. Against everybody else, he was fine. So uh, now that he's out of the picture, I mean, what, what you get with DeMar DeRozan, and I think a lot of people don't under, really understand or give it enough credit, He's a durable 82-game guy. He's hardly missed any games in his career. He's there night in and night out. And you can talk all the playoffs you want, but you have to get there. And he's a guy that gets you there. And, again, outside of LeBron, he's had success in the postseason as well, too. So uh, to just say, okay, we're going to you know, try to move a guy like that, careful what you ask for because I don't know if they can get an equal value in return. Um, and, and I also think – it's a good idea to see what you have with Nick Nurse uh, right now as far as working with these guys offensively and what they're going to try to do. Uh, it, it is a different voice. It'll be a distinctly different uh, voice than Dwayne Casey. So before you want to necessarily make wholesale changes, like that's why I keep using the word tweak. You kind of know some things, and, and maybe, maybe where it's possible to tweak you, here or there you do. Before you do anything drastic, I think you really want to see where, you know, the change with Nick Nurse is going to take you. Uh, you know, see who can buy in, see who can evolve with what he's trying to do, and see if it makes a difference with any of the guys that you currently have. Uh, I also think, you know, with the premium on shooting and as much as, uh, you know, the Raptors want to open things up and move the ball and shoot, you know, anytime you get your hands on shooters is a good thing, so... I'm sure Masai and company will be, you know, doing their part to, to, to see who they can uh, dig up as, as this goes along. So maybe what we're going to see, Leo, is minor off-season tweaks, and then Masai really see through that first chunk of the year where they're at and make trades closer to the deadline. And as the season goes on, maybe that's the route they go. Because as you said, it's important to see what Nick Nurse is able to get out of these guys. Maybe there's players who you were expecting more who, who come out of their shell or, or do produce more or vice versa. And then you look to make changes that way. 
I, I, I agree with that. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of times, uh, and, and, you know, when, when people are saying, like I said, it's, it's the same voice. It's not the same voice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and no disrespect to Dwayne Casey, but uh, Nick Nurse is an entirely different different coach. And you want to see what, what happens. You want to see how that plays out. You want to see who responds in what way. And, and if you look at Masai, you know, throughout his tenure with the Toronto Raptors, uh, both he and Bobby Webster, uh, you know, they, they wait. Uh, they, they look. They let things play out. They evaluate. Uh, they, there's nothing knee-jerk about how they go about their business. And I, I think that's important because too much of this league, um, you know, it's just quick changes. And, and you pull the plug on things before you really know, uh, really know where it can go. And I, I think it's important to remember, you're looking at this is the first-place team in the Eastern Conference last year. Uh, and you could talk about anybody else you want, but you know they were first, and they and they did it uh, soundly. They played extremely well, and it wasn't a question as to uh, where they finished. So uh, you don't want to just look at that and discard it lightly. I think there's a lot of good here. In conversation with Leo Routens, TSN Raptors analyst on Twitter at Leo Routens. So Leo, let's go to big picture here to the West. LeBron goes to the Lakers. Boogie Cousins goes to Golden State. People freaking out over that, even though he's not going to play until January or February with that Achilles. From the super teams talk, like I've gone back and forth on this, Leo, but to me it seems like this. They're all operating in the rules. There's nothing shady going on. They're, they're taking advantage of what opportunities the league allows. And that it's almost like a jealousy thing. If the Raptors had a super team like Golden State, Raptors fans would be thrilled. You wouldn't be complaining. It comes, to me, it comes down a little bit to, to jealousy of the haves and the have-nots. You'd like there to be more parity, but if there isn't, like, nobody's doing anything really wrong, right? Like, the league's allowing this. Yeah, there's nothing wrong at all. And, and, you know, if, if people want to, sit there and jump on Golden State, just stop and take a deep breath because this is a team that was horrible. Yes. And what they did was they drafted properly. Uh, they took chances. Hey, they took a chance on Steph Curry. Uh, they gave Clay Thompson an opportunity to develop. Anybody in the league could have had Draymond Green. They took him in the second round. And so if you look at how they've done this, they made a big coaching change. They had success, and they made a coaching change even with success and brought in Steve Kerr because they needed a different voice. They needed something else, a different direction. So, you know, they, they took a lot of chances. They made a lot of bold moves. They found people that other people overlooked. And even on this whole cousin situation, I mean, hey, the rich get richer for one reason. If you do it right, people come to you. And Boogie Cousins, I mean, 29 other teams in the league could have taken a shot. Nobody did. Nobody took a yeah. shot. And, and now here's the thing. And I think this is also important to understand that not every team can absorb a Cousins. If you look at New Orleans, for, for you know, you could you could say that they played better without him after he got hurt. He's got a very difficult personality uh, and 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 demeanor to deal with on the floor, off the floor, and unless you have a great team with powerful players in terms of position and influence and and stay on the floor and a coach that's going to be respected. Like if Steve Kerr has Cousins on the floor and he doesn't like what he sees, he's going to sit him down. He's not going to worry about the reaction to that. And that's not the case on every team. And most, you know, the great teams do a lot of self-policing because they don't let anybody interfere in what they're trying to accomplish. So you can, you can experiment with the Cousins. You're not going to know what he can do until January or February. 
You can experiment with them because it's a minimal risk. Five million in the NBA is nothing. But you know, in defense of some other teams that didn't roll it out, they're scared of him. They're scared <laughs> of his personality. And, and like I said, unless you have a team that can absorb that type of personality and you could count them on two, three fingers. Uh, it's a big risk. Yeah, Leo, very similar, I think, to what the Patriots are able to do in the NFL, right? You see them take in problem or character issue guys all the time, and what fixes that is the culture of winning. And if you want to win a title, you have to fall in line. And, and you're right, there's very few teams really in any sport that can take on personality figures like that. So for Golden State, they've to me, they've earned it. Like I, I'm jealous as a Raptors fan, but they've, they've done it, they've built, and, and right now they're reaping the rewards. Yeah, and and like I said, I uh, you know any uh, teams could have when you look at a roster other than Kevin Durant who made a choice to come there, right. and now now not that I fully agree with him doing that for the simple reason that you know uh, he should have beaten Golden State and he lost to them in the playoffs before he joined them. To me, that's that's kind of a uh, in my I'm from an era where great players didn't do that. You know, Magic right. didn't want to play with Bird; he wanted to beat Bird, and and that that was a different type of mentality. So. I'm not 100% keen on him joining them, but it's his prerogative. He's a free agent. He can do whatever he wants. But as far as the entire roster goes, they've just done a phenomenal job of building. So, you know, if, if people are jealous, instead of getting jealous, get mad at your own organization yeah. for not, not trying to do things the right way. And uh, and if you look at when San Antonio built their, their championship teams, they had second-rounders, and they had undrafted players that anybody in the league could have had, but that they didn't have the foresight to find those players. You know, I used to say this for years on the broadcast that if I was a competing GM in the NBA, I'd just sit outside San Antonio's training camp and whoever they get rid of, i get my hands on them because <laughs> they did such a great job on scouting and developing and finding players. Uh, that was a big part of their success. So, uh, and Gold State's kind of doing the same thing. Leo, thank you so much for taking the time. Enjoy uh, today, the weekend, and we'll talk again soon. Sounds great, Andy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Leo Routens. One of the best in the biz, baby. Leo Routens, TSN Raptors analyst on Twitter, at Leo Routens.